Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You asked for it. Here it is. It's a podcast from Apathetic Enthusiasm. In this episode, we are celebrating everything Super Mario Brothers movie and Star Wars. Yeah, that sounds like our topic. It's Apathetic Enthusiasm. Apathetic Enthusiasm brought to you by Ben Gay. Ben Gay. (laughs) Oh, no. Save on the ultimate using Android with your Verizon device. Get Razer Edge 5G for free. Shop now at Verizon.com. That's that's the ad did, that's on. Did this. you suddenly get quieter? Yeah, no, I did. I did get a little bit quieter. It's quieter for me because uh, on the stream, and you'll notice this when you're looking at clips of the videos. I'm much louder than you are in in that. Interesting. Yeah, I'm I am oh. much louder than you normally. Okay, well, but are you a, are you having a hard time hearing me, Travis? <laughs> yeah, you're you're quiet. Um, I'm looking at the levels. I'm uh, looking at the levels. Yeah. And your levels are, well, they're about the same now. Hey, everybody. I'm Travis. Welcome to Apathetic Enthusiasm, uh, the, the show where we talk about our levels. Our levels. And and lots of other things. Yeah. Uh, if you're new here, thank you for downloading. Thank you for watching. Uh, if you want to keep up with the show, there are many ways you can do that over on Twitter for however long it exists. We're at Apathusiast. I am at Chocomino. He is at Barnyard Cruise. Uh, find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash apathetic enthusiasm show. Send us an email, apathetic enthusiasm show at gmail.com. Uh, we're on Instagram, apathetic underscore enthusiasm. And then our website for this and all of our other podcasts is apathetic enthusiasm.com. Uh, talking about levels, talking about streams, talking about video. If you go to twitch.tv slash apathetic enthusiasm, you can be part of the show. You can watch the stream. You can participate. You can comment. Be part of the action. Be part head of the action. To, you should be part of Twitch. the action. Do those things. Uh, if you're busy on Monday nights, that's fine. Uh, you can go to youtube.com slash apathetic enthusiasm where you can get video versions of all of our episodes. And finally, you can uh, become a patron over at patreon.com slash apathetic enthusiasm where you can not only get uh, special perks, you can get uh, bonus content, behind the scenes, uh, behind get the our scenes. get videos of our post show if you can't make it out to Twitch. If you can. All sorts of stuff. Big thanks to the patrons over at patreon.com. That's it. House cleaning, housekeeping done. That's the podcast. Spring cleaning. Have a good night, everybody. Spring cleaning. Um, yeah. R-E-C-Y-C-L-E recycle. R-E-U-S-R- uh, C-O-N-B-E-R-S-E-E, conserve. Don't P-O-L-L-U-T-E, the plants, the skies, the stars, or streams, or else you're going to get what you deserve. It's from... D-E-A-T-H. Who? What? D-E-A-T-H. Oh, no, 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 that's not part of the song. That's not part of the song from Rocco's Modern Life. <laughs> Rocco's modern life. Uh, anyway, anyway, enough, enough, enough of this silly stuff, Travis. What an obscure poll, man. How are you're, you? You're, <laughs> how am I? How am I? How are you? Yeah, I'm doing all right. How are we? Doing pretty good. I'm good. I've run so many miles <laughs> and I've been in the sun a bunch. So I'm in like, a, I'm in like weird form. Like I feel good, but also I've been punishing my body. <laughs> Well, it's it's almost done. Like you, the marathon's almost here, um, right around the corner. Really, yeah. and 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 then once you're once you have that out of the way, then you, I mean, you have nothing else. Then I'll to... never walk again. <laughs> um, so that's almost out of your way, and that that's good. Like you'll have gotten that goal yeah. out of your system, um, and now you yeah, can... I. So so you know like how people um, get pregnant, and then they like talk about things that are unpleasant about pregnancy and then how like childbirth can be really traumatic but then as soon as you have the baby it's like you forget all of that sure and then it's like just it's great and then you have more than one kid 
Um, I don't know that running a marathon is going to be like that. I don't. Th- I it would have to be real special for me to be like, oh yeah, all the hundreds of hours of of running and um, blisters and foot pain. It's all worth it just to just across that finish line. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't know that that's going to be the case. I do. I do like running. It's fine. That's let's 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 not let's not do running in this episode. Yeah, we've done it every, every other every episode. Every, every episode we're we're talking about it. I did. I I I did some splits the other day, and that was pretty good. Where you like go down and you stick your legs out in both in different directions. You're doing uh, splits. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's exactly. That's, that's exactly right. That's, you're you're Co- so flexible. Coach Brandon. Bennett was like, "This is all we're doing today. One split." <laughs> You're stretch out that groin. Yeah, for sure. Well, yeah, let's not let's not talk about running too much, but I will say that's what the post shows for anyway. Yeah, yeah. True, true, true that, true that. Um, so let's get into really the meat of one of the meats. This is like so many meats. It's like a barbecue. We have the meats. Yeah. It's like a barbecue, right? You yeah. You're like, uh, you know, I want to get some brisket, but I also want to get some of these hot links. Mm. You know? Mm. Or I smoked two chickens yesterday there you go like you know double up on some chicken or maybe yeah. give me give me some pulled pork with some uh uh what are those like uh like the tri-tip the the, the tips just the <laughs> the tips the burnt ends yeah the burnt ends yeah yeah yeah. Mm, uh, that's meat meat candy right there <laughs> that's so we're, com- that's we're, so com- we're completely losing our vegetarian audience right now <laughs> Um, yeah, let's let's so let's talk about our, our our two meat special here today on apathetic enthusiasm. The first right. of the two meats, two sides, two. Don't forget. Oh yeah, Make we sure have, you pick two sides. We do have yeah two yeah. two sides. But the first of the meats that we have is a movie that is taking the world by storm. It's X Men, the original <laughs> film in the mid nineties, starring Halle Berry as Storm. And let me tell you. It blew my mind. It blew my mind. I I know you're making a joke, but thinking back to when that was like the pinnacle of superhero (laughs) films. Yeah. What a time. What a time. time. It's great. Great. It was great. I read the novelization. We talked about this on the show before. I've read the novelization of the the X-Men movie. (laughs) Um, Um, No, we're talking about the other big movie, uh, the now highest grossing mm-hmm. opening weekend for an animated film it's the super mario brothers movie it's out you can see it in theaters maybe you already did cuz a lot of people spent money to go see it um and yeah it's out and what do you know what a coincidence brandon and i both went out and saw the same movie on the same opening weekend uh, and that's, that's, have, that's a rare occurrence. Let's let let this be an, a note that is a rare occurrence that we both see the same new movie on the same weekend. Yeah, we contributed to that extremely high grossing amount. Do you know what movie it beat for highest grossing animated opening weekend? Um, Some Disney movie. Yes, that is accurate. Yeah, there it is. Some some Disney movie. Not uh. Damn it! I I I knew the answer, but I it, I brain dumped. I'll it. give you a hint. It's a sequel. Oh, uh, Frozen Two, nailed it. Yeah, yeah, that's that. You got it. Good job. <laughs> sweet, um, sweet. So sweet, yeah. Sweet, anyway, yeah. the the movie about the Mario Brothers came out. We went and saw it. Um, I don't know where do you where do you want to start? What would did you have any expectations going into the film? Do you have any? Uh, I don't know, concerns based on Rotten Tomatoes scores or reviews or anything else going into the actual movie? Yeah, I think that's a good I think that's a good place to start um, is the Rotten Tomatoes uh, piece. Right. So let, let, let's go ahead and start with Super Mario movie came out. The critics have given it around a 50 percent. And then the viewer and the viewer rating is like in the like high seventies, lower, low eighties, maybe. Um, and, uh, so that, that seemed to be the discourse over there on film Twitter, you know, while Twitter still exists, uh, yeah. should we call it, should we call it film titter now? Uh, because that's, that's what's 
what's funny now. That's what that's what what's funny uh, to the CEO <laughs> of Twitter. Anyway, uh, <laughs> no, sorry, 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 sorry. Um, the viewers tend to have liked the movie, and and I, I, I was tracking it on on Twitter. Some folks that we we follow, some of our friends, uh, old, old Chris from Geek Aid, uh, he he liked it. Um, a lot of people with kids, they're like, the, my kids love the movie. And because I looked over at my son or my daughter and I could see the smile on their face, they were having a good time nonstop. And that was part of what, what made it so good. Um, there was a lot of Easter eggs. There's a ton of Easter eggs in, in, in the film. So many eggs. Um, and so, you know, I'm like, okay, well, I was hesitant about the movie let me go ahead and, and check it out uh, this this weekend. Plus, the the kiddo wanted to watch it, so figured, why the heck not? Um, how how did you how did you how did you feel going into it? And I mean, you were going to see it anyway, but how did you go? How did you feel going? Into yeah, it? I mean, I mean, I lo- I've loved Mario Mario games for my whole life, and uh, sort of raised my son in the same uh atmosphere he he loves playing mario games he's played a bunch of them we play them together so um he he likes the like old 90s animated mario cartoon he 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 likes a lot of mario content so when when the movie was advertised he was hyped for it um both of my younger kids were pretty excited to see the movie actually and I thought, based on the trailers, that the animation looked really solid. Um, I My biggest concern was, will they be able to, I guess, pull a Pixar, right? Because a lot of Pixar animated films, they appeal to a younger audience, but they have a depth to them that can appeal to the parents or the older people that go and see the movie where they appreciate it because of either more nuance or a deeper storyline. And I, I really didn't expect that to happen. I, I, I expected a pretty basic plot line where Mario would find himself in the mushroom kingdom. There would be some sort of confrontation between Bowser and the princess mm-hmm. He would have to rescue someone at some point. There would be a bunch of Easter eggs and cool nods to the games. And hopefully just it would be a good time, right? I was hoping it would be fun and a good time in the theater and set the bar pretty low so that I wouldn't be too disappointed <laughs> if, if, if it was a bad movie. Okay. All right. Well, that's a, that's a that's a good baseline from which we both went into the movie similarly. We both went sure. in with let's just let's just see how it is. It'll it'll probably be fun. I'll probably enjoy it a little bit and it'll, it'll be great. Um and uh so yeah, the the plot of the movie is exactly what you thought it would be. Mario and Luigi end up somehow not from like they start off as uh, just regular plumbers. And then they end up into this this magical world. Mario ends up in the Mushroom Kingdom, and Luigi ends up somewhere else, uh, which is in the clutches of Bowser. Yeah, he's like level seven or something. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he used he used the warp pipe and uh, went right to uh, Bowser's castle. Um, and uh, then Mario goes through this kind of like thing where he's like doesn't like mushrooms, and so that's like a kind of a subplot. And eventually, he... I, I thought that was funny. Actually, like, <laughs> like early on when he didn't like mushrooms, I just, I don't know, I found that humorous. Yeah, uh, he he goes he goes on an adventure. He meets Toad. He meets the princess Toadstool, and meets Donkey Kong, and eventually meet back up with Luigi, and then the save the day. The yeah, end. They defeat Bowser, and that's the movie. That's the we movie. did it, guys. We did it. <laughs> We did it. I mean, I mean, there's more there's there's more to it. But really, like when you think about the source material. For this film. And there are so many Mario games, and I I feel like the movie did do a good job of representing 
a lot of different types of Mario games. You have the earliest platformers, um, Mario, like there's nods to Jumpman, the yep. obviously the importance of Donkey Kong and the history of, of Mario. And then from the earliest platformers to different generations of the game, like there's a lot of representation. Plus you got like Mario Kart. Mm-hmm. Didn't see a lot of Mario sports represented. I'm just, I'm just going to say it. Yeah. And, uh, where's strikers? Where's, where's golf? You know? Yeah. <laughs> um, I didn't see any Dr. Mario. Uh, I mean, that's a good point. That's a good point. Missed, missed opportunity there, but even to a little bit of like, like Luigi's mansion and stuff where like a scared Luigi is on his own. And um, he wasn't like, hiding from ghosts or anything but they they did use a little bit of of the area he was in to kind of maybe nod to to some of that stuff as well yeah and uh and i thought all of that was really great but when you when you really peel it back on, on a lot of those games they're pretty they're pretty simple plot lines in the in the games as well princess is in trouble she's been kidnapped by bowser mario has to go save her I would I would say the one way that they spun that in the movie is by making Princess Peach a little bit more like more empowered, more uh, able to fend for herself. And she wasn't just a helpless damsel in distress. She was able to fight alongside Mario and, and, and advocate for herself and things like that, which I thought, which I thought was cool and yeah. a, a little bit different spin yeah, than, it, than what we've gotten forever. And, 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 do, and doing her uh, best super Mario brothers two reference, like floating with a dress. Um, yeah. yeah. Like, like, yeah. And, and, and so like those, that's what happens a lot in the, in the movie as far as Easter eggs goes, right. They're like, they're blink and you miss it. Or if you don't know the reference, you'll blink and you'll miss it. Um, but sometimes they're like super quick. For example, at the very early in the movie, Mario and Luigi are doing this advertisement for uh, their, their plumbing company. And it, it talks about super Mario brothers and they have a, and they have the Cape. They have the, you know, the, 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 the from, yellow Cape from right? super Mario like, world. Yeah. yeah. And, mm-hmm. and that's it. Like then the, no reference to that, that again, Lots of things, things like that, which is, which is really, really cool. It it was funny because my son and I sat uh, two seats away from each other. My, my daughter sat between me and my son. And there were so many times throughout the movie where there would be an Easter egg. <laughs> and he and I would both catch it. And we'd both just silently look over at each other and be like, eh? Yeah. Like, huh? like leaning, forward, one, right? leaning forward, looking at the other. And be like, huh? And then leaning back again to watch the movie. So um, the mayor, when she's on the news uh, complaining or or, uh, concerned about a pipe that's burst downtown, that is the mayor from Super Mario Galaxy, the the Switch version, when you have uh, the big city uh, level. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, same one there. So like, we're like, huh? And even down to just little things like the way Mario runs, he runs normally, but there's a point when he hits his stride and his hands go out behind him, kind of like, like, like he's, like he's running and it's, it's like his fast run. And, uh, and I like those little things, I feel like the attention to detail in the movie to really honor the original property and bring in as much as reasonably they could yeah. from the games, you could call it fan servicey, you could call it whatever you want, but I feel like it, in terms of, of how Mario has been portrayed on screen, I thought this was a really, really great execution of all of that. For, for sure. How he was displayed on, displayed, displayed on the screen, uh, was for sure exactly how it should look. It should look mm-hmm. to your point about uh, like the plot and the basic plot of any Mario game uh, about finding stars or rescuing the Mushroom Kingdom from from Bowser. Yeah, I I, I understand that the video games are are like that, <laughs> and that they are 
basically like point A to point B save the kingdom, right? But I guess from for me, I'm I am looking for there had to have been some ways for talented writers to elevate that or or I say elevate, that's so pretentious, but like make it make it a little bit deeper, make it a little bit it's okay to have fan service. It's great to have fan service because there's so much history and lore and uh, music and art and storylines that you can pull from uh, the Mario universe. Super Mario RPG is my favorite RPG of all time. Like there's, there's no reference to like Gino in, in that. Right. But that is a good Mario story. Uh, yeah. All the, all the paper Mario's there's not, uh, there may have been paper Mario references in there, but <laughs> Um, like I don't, I don't remember seeing any of it. those are, those are all really good stories. So there's, there's, there's ways to pull Mario stories in, uh, and have it be more than just kind of superficial. Let's save the mushroom kingdom from Bowser type yeah. type of thing. Uh, yeah. so that's, that's kind of, uh, my, my thoughts on that, that piece. Um, we, well, go ahead, go ahead. You guys go say something. Well, no, I was, I was just going to agree and say, I think that's my biggest criticism is, it played very simple in terms of the plot line in that way. And if the, I, I think there was maybe like some expectation, like we just know these characters already. So there wasn't as much character development, like within the course of the film, it was just like, let's, let's get to all these cool scenes and cool sequences. And yeah, the biggest character traits we know about Mario is he doesn't like mushrooms <laughs> and he's, self-conscious about his height um and he likes he, lo- he loves his brother yeah there you go that's that's mario <laughs> there, there there you go yeah. and and the and the plot moves very very fast and and i i i kind of thought that maybe it went too fast like it, it was always it was always moving it was yeah, it it, need, it it needs to be like Super Mario World or Super Mario Three, where there's some levels that are you can take your time, or there's the levels that are pushing you the entire time, right? <laughs> like the the yeah. side scrolling, they're, they're 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 constantly moving. There there was yeah. no there was very few valleys uh, from which to the the peaks would get you excited about the next scene again. Yeah. Like the, I think the, the fire flower fields that might've been one of the only like slower moving moments yeah. in the film. Like when, when we meet their, their parents and their, their uncles at the very beginning of the movie, it's kind of slow. Sure. <laughs> A little bit. Um, another, another area where the movie takes its time is with, the main protagonist uh who has always has always been the big bad of 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 Mario's world and that is uh the king koopa himself uh Bowser and Bowser is portrayed by Jack Black voiced by Jack Black who loves to sing <laughs> um <laughs> yeah. and and I I guess I they 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 hit it, I think, a little bit maybe from the some of the trailers, but I was not expecting the way that they were going to play Bowser in this movie. I I thought he would probably be a traditional villain type, uh angry, fueled by rage or hatred <laughs> or 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 a, a bloodthirsty desire to rule over all of the mushroom kingdom uh but no no we got a bowser that was motivated by love (laughs) and it's it's really interesting because this is a bowser that you see in maybe some of the more recent super mario games uh that it is the plot of i think super mario galaxy where he's trying to marry peach (laughs) and like all of the all of the mini bosses that you fight are like wedding planners and things like that trying to set up the wedding (laughs) right um but throughout the movie bowser goes from this ominous and you know scary villain to some of the bigger comic relief but like in the film and he's doing 
you know, ballads, uh, playing <laughs> piano, things like that. I don't know. I, what did you think about that? I, I thought it was pretty funny. I actually kind of enjoyed it, even though it wasn't what I was expecting. Uh, I don't, what was your take? Yeah, it, it, it's for, for sure. For sure. I, I, uh, you know, I like, I like, I like Jack Black and is his normal Bowser voice. I, I'm like, I, let, we could talk about those voices stuff for a second. I was almost sure. like, I'm actually more okay with, with <laughs> Pratt's voice than I am with Jack Black's voice. Because I, I always picture when I run playing like Mario party, it's like, raw, 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 raw. like yeah. dump, I, dump, dump. very yeah. m- more bassy and Jack Black's voice yeah. is, is, you know, he gets, he hits those high notes and yeah. there's in some of those ballad <laughs> portions, He's hitting, to, you know, saying about peaches, peaches, peaches. <laughs> he's he's really he's really going at it, but yeah, but I will, yeah, but I, I, I get that, but I will, but I, but I I liked I liked him, and I I think you're right. Like as far as the uh, the the comedic relief, a lot of the comedy came from Bowser and his army. All of those those things. It didn't come yeah. from Mario or. I think they tried to have that comedy with Mario and, and Luigi and Donkey Kong and stuff like that, but it, it never like it, it never really made me be like, <laughs> it was more like a, huh. oh, cool. Now you want to talk about whose real comedy relief is that is Rosalina star. <laughs> the funniest part of the whole movie is the existential dread coming from that shining blue star <laughs> trapped in a cage for the entire movie. Yeah. Um, the best. Yeah, I think I I think I audibly laughed more at that character than anything else in the movie. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I want I wanted I just wanted to listen to that character just for for uh, an hour and a half and now it would have it would have sufficed. Um yeah. that was really good. <laughs> but uh, um, I want I want to talk about talking, I want to talk about I want to talk about we talked about Jack Black singing uh some some ballads. But I don't want to talk about music yeah. for a second because that's the other thing about this this movie. Um where the Nintendo universe, Nintendo games just have such wonderful, vibrant, lush, full catalog catalogs of music. So much, yeah. so much music. And um, you can go on Spotify right now, I think, and you can listen to a lot of the music that wasn't actually used in the movie, which, which is that that's awesome. I wish that they would have put more of it into the movie because I, especially for a Nintendo movie, there shouldn't be popular music drops in, in a movie where they're just, there's, they have music. They have, they have. Yeah. And I, I think so many songs from Mario games are as iconic as any other aspect of those games. You, generations have been humming and you know singing versions of these songs for decades and and so there's a there's a part of me that as soon as there is a moment where characters are in the ocean and underwater there is music i am expecting to hear exactly (laughs) and maybe it's maybe it's oh you know reimagined maybe that melody is 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 sort of played in 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 a different way or 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 they you know modernize it with different instruments whatever that's an expectation that i legitimately had as soon as i as soon as i saw them underwater i saw the little squid guys uh and i was like where's the music it's not here where's the music yeah yeah uh did we get a i don't i don't know that we did there may have been like a slight one maybe like when they were maybe slight but definitely in like the credits um sure sure sure. (laughs) which you know to that to that point why was it in the credits that the, that should be integrated into the the film because it's so iconic. Yeah. Um, so they, they played uh, an ACDC song. They played a take on me by aha, 
they played Mr. Blue Sky by Electric Light Orchestra, uh, and I think one one other. Um, and again, in a, in a movie, it, it like it takes me out of the moment a little bit because I'm like this this music shouldn't be in this. It's music drops in film can be used to very very great effect, but I think that it is a crutch generally for for people to use it if it's not used in a creative way we go back to like baby driver or like anything edgar wright does with music like he 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 knows whatever that magic is to use the right music in the right scene at the right time for it to for it to be effective and i say i'll say this over for uh um uh zach not zach snyder <laughs> no actually the opposite uh james gunn uh, james gunn yeah. yeah 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 i was just gonna say like Guardians of the Galaxy often feels like the musical selections play very well with different scenes and and carry a theme throughout the film as well. And they, they it becomes part of the film, right? It, yeah. it makes sense. Be- it's tied into the character of Star Lord. Because like, yeah, because the the lyrics of those songs make sense to what is happening on 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 screen as well. Uh yeah. and the music yeah. fits as well. So like you talk about like Father and Son by Cat Stevens in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Like that is thematically appropriate. Or Brandy, you're a fine girl, right? It's a sailor in the sea. Like, I love you, but I love to see more. It's it's a thematically appropriate. Whereas I I love Mr. Blue Sky. It's it's a song that I associate with my son. And even though I love it, like it doesn't make sense here. It like, how is he Mr. Blue Sky? It's a Mario Brothers movie. <laughs> uh, yeah, I. Yeah, I, I, I can, I can agree with you on that. Um, I, I think the energy of some of the songs they used like matched what they were going for. It just, it just, when when you're pulling from such a a robust catalog, like, and I don't know, maybe maybe they tried some of the the original music. And maybe it just felt too much like just trying to make remake the video game for the screen or something like I don't know like there's 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 a a piece of music for when Aha played uh, that they actually and we get Chris Chris Randazzo in here to, to talk about that piece uh, and he's already tweeted about it I tweeted about it too but there was a piece of music that you can find on the on the soundtrack that that fits perfectly in that scene. It even has the cue. It's Donkey Kong music. It's like a, a a combination of two different Donkey Kong songs and it, it fits. That's what, that's what should have been in that scene. Yeah. And it would have made more sense in it. Um, anyway, so that's kind of what studio producer is probably the reason that we got, you know, classic music. Every day we rise challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in at us border patrol. Protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Instead of, of, you know, video game remixes. I'm sure. So, overall, we both saw the movie... I do want to bitch about one more it, thing before we oh, before please. we finish. Please, I want to bitch about one more thing, and it's talk talk about talk about Chris Pratt as Mario. Pratt, Pratt. Uh, Jack Black. That's fine. Um, I was kind of, I was kind of offended <laughs> for them giving Charles Martinet the voice of Mario such a half-assed inconsequential cam voice cameo it was so quick it was at the beginning of the movie is it is he voice Jumpman? uh yeah the the dude the dude playing the the arcade game of Jumpman. yeah, yeah. uh and they're like because they do the Sorry, I thought I froze for a second, and you're like, you're like, no, no, no. At me. You're I was like, just, I was huh? waiting for you to finish. Oh. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, no, no. So it's at the very beginning of the movie. They show the the plumber commercial, uh, and in the plumber commercial, they're all like, ah, it's a me, a Mario, blah 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 blah. 
And then they finished watching the commercial and then they're talking in regular voices. And they're like, yeah, is it too, is it too Italian? Uh, and then this guy who's playing an arcade jump man uh, is, is like, no, it's okay. <laughs> Yahoo. Wahoo. Right. Wahoo. And that, yeah. and that's it. That's all. That's all it. That's all it does. Charles Martinet, the voice of Mario. And they just, I'm like, that's what you're giving him. You're giving him that, that, that it was just kind of, it, it kind of, kind of bothered me. It kind of bothered me a lot, Travis. I'll admit mm. it. That's Hollywood, baby. Yeah. They didn't like, know. it just, it, 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 it didn't felt insulting to be like, uh, because, it, because essentially what it was, was it was a call out to, Hey, we know that you guys don't like Chris Pratt to do this voice. But hey, here's Charles Martinet doing a cameo saying, no, it's okay. These voices are good. Continue with the movie. That's what it was. Area. That's what it was. It was yeah. Stupid. Anyway. Uh, um, okay. Anyways, what do I think of the I movie? It's mid. It's a mid it's movie. It, I enjoyed it. Maybe I'll watch it again. But the kid really, really, really liked it. He My gave- kids loved it. My my son, 10 out of 10. My daughter, 7.5 out of 10. Um, I had fun. I feel like it, the theater that I saw it in, and this is not any fault of the movie itself, but I feel like the theater was really quiet. Like the volume was turned down in the theater, which negatively impacted my overall experience of the film. So that or I might be losing my hearing. One of the, <laughs> one of the two. Anyway, um it was fun i'm sure i'll see it numerous other times when it's played on repeat in my house um there's a scene when they're running to their first plumbing job that i thought was magnificent the way that it was directed uh, as like a side-scrolling platformer um nods to the original super mario brothers game i, I just it was that that those moments like that warmed my heart um took me back to my childhood so in that in that regard i'm i'm appreciative of this movie and the fact that it got made i i i just won't ever watch it for the plot i'll just watch (laughs) it for 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 all the easter eggs and things like that i don't i you know i i i hesitated to do this but i i want to compare it to sonic the hedgehog 2 which i (laughs) sonic the hedgehog 2 there's other than the marriage plot in the middle, which was which is very not in place, the I I thought the Sonic the Hedgehog two movie was was much better as far as like being able to like capture Easter eggs, be like yes this this is what Sonic is about <laughs> uh, spiritually like this is this is what his story is, but also be its own story. I'm there. I said it. Sonic Hedgehog Two is a better movie than Super Mario Brothers. That's that's Brandon's hot take. I don't necessarily agree, but um, there you go. Let us know what you guys think if you saw the Mario Brothers movie. Um, let us know your thoughts. You can you can email us. You can put in a comment on this video. You can hit us up on Twitter. We'd love to know what you guys thought of the movie. What you like. What you didn't like. Right. Let's let's uh, let's continue that conversation on the interwebs. Better movie. Sonic the Hedgehog. Speaking of better movies uh, and uh, loose plot lines, uh, there was a big celebration that took place uh, over the weekend. And no, we're not talking about the Easter service you got dragged to. Uh, It was the Star Wars celebration uh, in Europe. Uh, This is Star Wars Celebration 2023. Uh, Lucasfilm's big, exciting party where they talk about all things Star Wars. Uh, and for some reason, Indiana Jones. Uh, so um, lots of news came out. This was a, a multi-day event. What? It's not small. It's big. He's Brandon is doing a lot of arm movements right now for the audio listeners. Uh, anyway, uh, I wasn't really tracking in advance Star Wars Celebration happening. I saw a little bit of, of chatter about it. But starting on Friday... Like Friday at lunchtime, the the news started flowing 
and it and it started hitting hard. And uh, so we're going to break down a couple of news stories that that got us excited over the weekend. Uh, first and foremost, uh, we've known about this series for a long time, but the new Ahsoka series coming out this August is it got its first trailer. And Brandon, I want to talk a little bit about this character, this this series coming up and gauge your opinion, your excitement level on this. Or do you <laughs> care at all? No, I care. I, I care. I I care. I care about the Ahsoka. I care ah, Ahsoka, now. Ahsoka series. Ahsoka. It's a it's live action, and so I'll watch it. Uh, well, uh, let me take it back. <laughs> Where you at on Mando this season? <laughs> I watched the first episode. Um, uh, it looks it looks it looks interesting, and I think I know enough about Asaka's lore. Um, just having read about it, that There's no Jedi, that I am interested in, in watching a live action version of it. Um, and so, yeah, like I watched the trailer. Thrawn, I knew about Thrawn well before the prequel trilogy even came out. So, okay. like, because uh, Zahn, Timothy Zahn, uh, you know, wrote about the, the, the Thrawn thing a long time ago before before Disney took over the Star Wars yeah. universe, right? And all of that stuff became legacy out of canon yeah yeah legends yeah. the legend stuff legends um so yeah i'm 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 looking i'm looking forward to it i know you uh are a a cartoon connoisseur and so you are interested in it in in finishing up rebels right so uh, it, it, the 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 journey i have taken as a star wars fan over the last year includes finally watching all of the Clone Wars series. And I'll, I'll be honest, there were portions of that series that were really difficult for me to get through. It, it is structured for kids a lot of the time, although there are so many episodes that are like, if I was a kid, I would have no idea what I was watching. They're talking about, <coughs> you know, Senate, the Senate and, you know, government intrigue and uh, taxes and all kinds of weird stuff. and political drama and uh but overall without having watched the clone war series or and still having not watched all but two episodes of rebels my knowledge about ahsoka as a character was nearly zero and through the course of watching that series and especially the last couple of seasons Dang, there are so many cool things in in the series. Uh, the way that they set up backstories and 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 really compelling stories about the Star Wars universe that end up having almost nothing to do with the main nine films. Um, it really helped me to realize, like, wow, Dave Filoni is like, he's the man when it comes to Star like. You got George Lucas and then like you got Filoni like it's um, and understanding that the Mandalorian and the Book of Boba Fett and everything that's happening in this newer set of live action uh, Star Wars shows is really just an extension and a realization of so many of the plot lines and characters that were developed in those earlier animated shows mm -hmm. um yeah i have just so so much of a bigger appreciation for the new series and seeing how this trailer for the ahsoka series ties directly into things from rebels and you see it all over the internet like almost shot for shot uh tie-ins of, of things um yeah, it makes me really like motivated to 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 binge Rebels uh before August so that I can um yeah, I can I can like that more. I'm currently in a Bad Batch binge because as soon as I finished The Clone Wars, I started The Bad Batch and I am loving that show. 
I think I think it's fantastic. <laughs> I, I I really enjoy it. So right. I don't know. And you're like, I don't know that I'll ever watch it, but I think the Bad Batch is great. Um, I think the animation is great. I think the time frame in Star Wars history that as the Empire is just coming into power, like very very interesting to me. Yeah. Uh, do do you think do you think Andor will be in the the Ahsoka series? Yeah, we'll just have to tune in and find out, Brandon. <laughs> we'll just have we'll just have no, to I, see. I don't. We'll just have to see if he somehow survived the end of Rogue One. Um, yeah, okay, all right. So Ahsoka, yeah, that'll be that'll be that'll be good. Uh, I I look I do look forward to to watching that. And you're right about Dave Filoni too. Um, and I mean, speaking of him, uh, we're at this Star Wars celebration. They announced three different movies that they're that they're in the process of putting together, and one of those is from yeah. Filoni, and where he is going to be, yeah, uh, finishing up this the Mandoverse is is what the <laughs> the kids are calling it, sure, which is all the yeah. stuff the Mandalorian, uh, Book of Boba Fett, et, et cetera, et cetera. Um, How do you feel about before we get into the other three movies, the other two movies? How do you feel about that? How do you feel about live action wrapping up all the stuff from the Mandoverse? Um, I think it'd be cool. Um, do you think there's enough? Do you think there's enough meat? Do you think there's enough uh, coherence or consistency in the products that have been delivered <laughs> from those universes to have a a, a movie? that is is doesn't feel just like a a a cheap extension of the tv show like a long out like a long episode yeah like an overpriced episode yeah i think it's possible um i think the things that they're doing right now in the mandalorian series is some of the most interesting of the series so far uh in terms of trying to rebuild uh the tribe of of mandalorians trying to bring the different factions of mandalorians back together uh bo-katan and how she's been integrated into this season i i really like um so there's a direction that they can move with that in the same way where i'm really liking the bad batch right now because it's showing this sort of instability of the transition from the clone wars into the rise of the empire and how the empire is taking control they are highlighting those same sorts of government and political frustrations in mandalorian right now where you know a group of rebels now have to figure out how to govern and how to help police the galaxy because they've they've defeated this empire but there's there's room in over the course of this show and potentially this film to really play through a thread of why that's not successful and how the things that are happening in the Mandalorian series open the door for the, for the first order to come into power. So I think, let, I think when you, let when my you force open the door, let my <laughs> force open the door. When, when you, when you watch, um, what's the first movie in the, the force awakens trilogy force awakens. When you watch that, Kylo Ren is already a thing. The first order is already powerful and has 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 a lot of of power in in the universe there's no transition into that when we see that film there's there's no there's no explanation in 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 cinema right why we go from a party where all these force ghosts are are having having a barbecue with ewoks and everything seems to be good to all of a sudden now the first order is in charge and or and they're they're back in control or they're they're fighting for control. So so I think 
back to your original question, is there something, is there a compelling storyline that can be a movie to wrap up everything that's happening in Mandalorian? I think for me, that would be the compelling story is, and, and, and they're hinting at it a little bit with, you know, some of the, some of the weird, what seem like one-off episodes. Um, but yeah, like I, I, the answer is yes. Yes. I do think there's something compelling <laughs> they can tell. Okay. All right. I believe you. I trust you when you say that there's probably something there, com- the compelling, uh, I want you to watch Mando so we can talk about, it. uh, yeah, you know, I, I, I do, I do this for every season of the Mandalorian Just, where I, I'm not interested in it. I, I watched like the first episode, maybe two episodes and like, it's just kind of a mid show. <laughs> and then, and then the, the last couple episodes come on. I'm like, all right, I'm interested in what's happening here because it's getting past all like, and, and I think to its credit this season, it's less, it's less quest driven. <laughs> like it's, it's yes, it's that less- is, that is exactly why I want, want you to give this season another shot yeah. is because it's it's not your it's biggest not, complaint about previous seasons i feel like has been fixed or at least is way better in this season i feel like there's a more the last episode is not a great example of that but um, yeah, yeah i feel like they're doing better they they they're they're getting our letters yeah yeah the the new season is 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 like an actual campaign <laughs> where yeah and like this last episode is probably an example of a a a one shot in the middle of the campaign um yeah maybe a little bit and uh so anyway so uh, i guess that that's always been my, my thing with mandalorian and why i i don't care to really explore it too deeply because it just it it doesn't appeal to me and it doesn't feel like a, a fantastic show um okay but uh you know like i i will I will probably binge it at some point in time, um, but not 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 for this episode, <laughs> obviously, because we're recording sure, now. Sure, sure, sure. But let's talk about uh, let's talk about the other the, the other movies. All right, so uh, we'll we'll get we'll we'll get this one out of the way uh, because it's one uh, directed by James Mangold. He's going to direct this one. It is a <laughs> it is what you have is what you have titled the Jedi Bible movie uh, because it is it is a movie about the rise of like the first Jedi or something like that. Uh, yeah. So it's, and, and the reason I call it the Jedi Bible movie is because James Mangold in an interview at celebration this weekend, essentially referred to it as that he wanted to create a sort of 10 commandments type movie about the origins of the force in the star Wars universe. So, it, in terms of the timeline, this is this predates everything we've seen in Star, Bo- Star Wars. Star, Star by, Wars. By, Star Wars <laughs> by by a significant amount, right? This is very early um, initial understanding and discovery of the Force, and then how sort of the Jedi Order and things developed out of that initial discovery right so very limited knowledge about what it will be but i think so i are they going to talk about midichlorians in this movie like is this (laughs) i mean this is my biggest concern if i'm being honest maybe maybe but if, if it's a if it's a movie about faith then i think it's going to be less about midichlorians that 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 will be like a a plot for a later movie, maybe in like comics or novelizations or sequel novelizations, where it ends up being eventually this idea where there's a there's faith, and faith gets takes people so far, and then eventually people start looking for answers scientifically, and so then then people are like, well, there's a reason why all this this stuff is happening. Let's find the reason for why these things are happening. And some people still have a strong foot in the faith department and a man of a man of faith. Right. And some people are like, well, I'm a man of science. And 
So maybe like the sequel to the Jedi Bible movie is Lost. Maybe Lost is a Star Wars movie in disguise. Owned by ABC, subsidiary of Disney. I'm just saying. <laughs> just saying. Uh, um, yeah, I don't, I could be interesting. Um, I, I, I like that they are being more open to really explore all of the, the reaches of um, the Star Wars universe and, and not feeling like everything has to tie back into the Skywalker saga or things mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. They're, they're feeling, and, and I think, I think the newer like Disney plus series and things like that have helped this, but where they realize fans are willing and interested in these other aspects of Star Wars and uh, and yeah, they're they're taking some risks. But yeah, I think it's interesting. And, and I you know I, I like I like that idea, right? The the idea that we're we're not tied to the Skywalker saga. We're not tied to stories about yeah. people named Skywalker. Yeah, which is why the third movie that we're getting <laughs> is uh, a, a conclusion after the events of Rise of Skywalker, uh, featuring Daisy Ridley. Uh, coming back as Ray to um, show how she is rebuilding the Jedi <laughs> order uh, out of the ashes of the Skywalker series. I, so I, I don't, I don't know why I never pieced that together, John. Thank you, John champ champ in the chat, Ray turn of the Jedi. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> the Ray turn. Yeah. yeah. And, that, and, that, um, and that's what this movie is going to be about. It's about a Ray coming back and reestablishing the, the Jedi order um, as a Skywalker, not a Palpatine. Yeah, which, which you this know, this is fine. This is fine. I, I, uh, who's I, who's who's the bad guy in this? Who? Why? Why do I care? Why am I watching? Uh, it's probably gonna be. Uh, it's probably gonna be a Skywalker who then takes the name of Palpatine at the end. Um, I don't know if they if they come up with an interesting story for it this is the, of the 3 this is probably the one i'm least like hyped for but it's probably the one that has the best chance of like redeeming the sequel trilogy so like i don't know we'll see i, I have nothing against daisy ridley i think she did a great job as ray i like i i don't have a problem with that character for the most part like i just for for you know for for yeah. me for me I think I'm most interested in this of the three because uh it's 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 a concept we've talked about before where like get out of the fucking past already let's yeah. let's get let's get some new let's make some new stories go in new directions I maybe it didn't have to be Ray but I am glad that Daisy Ridley is coming back for it because it's kind of like a a slap in the face for 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 people who are like Mary Sue. She's such a Mary Sue. How did she get so powerful? Oh, Kathleen Kennedy. She sucks. Oh, blah blah blah. She's ruining Star Wars. And like that that type of shit, right? Um, but I am interested in moving forward and seeing the different directions they they take things. Versus, and I love Andor. You know this. Oh, I know. Versus like exploring those, those stories, like kind of client kind of in the middle, like uh, talking about like Knights of the old Republic, those, those types of things. Uh, like how does it all tie back to Darth Vader? How does it, how does it all tie back to the rebellion? How does it all? There's some good stories there. I do not lie, but I'm, I'm interested in what, which direction we can go. And like the, yeah. that, that was the, that was the interesting thing to me about the Thrawn stuff early on. It was, it was all the stuff that was happening after the Empire fell, and so there were new stories being told there. And Luke going on and going on adventures and getting married, and then uh, like the kids, which which is part of the reason why the sequel trilogy was interesting to me on its face. Uh, maybe lack some execution, but overall, like. It was it was something different. It was supposed to be yeah. something different anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um I think it'll be interesting. I'm I'm curious to see if it if it is like an endpoint or if it is opening the door to 
even more films in the series or, th or things like that, or if, if they, what, what they try to do with that. Um, yeah. So, so that's, that's main movies. Yeah. Lots, lots of other announcements. I don't care about um, those other ones. Con continuations of, uh, of series. Um, there's, there's a lot more Disney plus series, some, some things that stood out, uh, specifically no plan for an Obi-Wan season two at this point. Um, we did get a, uh, I think 2024, uh, release date for the Andor season two. So, so that's coming back in next year. And, and, and each like three episodes takes place over a year, I think. Okay. So like every, every, every three episodes takes is like, is like a year period of Andor's life. Very interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they like that show likes to work in threes. We we kind of tuned in on that a little bit <laughs> yeah. uh, in the first season. Um The Acolyte, this is a this is a series uh sort of like uh early Jedi type uh action or something gonna be happening there, right? So um I don't know, could be interesting. Uh notably absent. Uh, the previously announced Rogue Squadron movie yeah. um, got some news that this was this was probably not going to happen. Yeah, I'm kind of bummed about that. It's something I would I would have liked to see. Um, and then yeah, we got like Indiana Jones news, um, which I understand like it's Lucasfilm, like Lucas is tied to Indiana Jones. It's just weird that in all this Star Wars celebration, you get like really old like. Harrison Ford, Indiana Jones being like, yeah, we're going to go out for one more, one more quest. Um, did you watch the trailer? I did. I don't know. Yeah, I'll watch it. I'm it gonna, it I'm could be good. Yeah. I will watch it because I, I mean, I really do love Indiana Jones. I think, I think it'll be but, better than Crystal Skull. I, I think. I, it'd be hard not to uh, be better. So, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> we'll, um, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Anyway, I, you know, there's a couple moments. The last thing I want to mention about the Star Wars celebration stuff is there are a couple moments of just people showing up and this, it, it felt, it felt like the most positive Star Wars event in a long time where people were like cheering. They were excited to be there. Uh, Hayden Christensen showed up and they were like just cheering him on and he teared up a little bit because he was just like, Everyone was like, yeah, woo. And he's like, oh my God, people actually liked me. Um, it, I mean, he got, we got that in the last celebration too, I think. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like just overall, it felt like a much different experience than, than what I'd yeah. seen in the Star Wars fandom for, for a while. So yeah, uh, just a lot of that cool stuff. And even like this wasn't at the celebration, but uh, you know, Jar Jar coming back <laughs> in, in Mandalorian and, and yeah. just, how the reaction to, to him and how like, you know, the Jar Jar thing, it was never his fault. <laughs> it was never the actor's fault, but he took on Ahmed best, right? Like, yes. Yeah. It took so much of all of that shit for so, so, so many years. And it, it's heartwarming for people to be like, we know it wasn't your fault. We, we love to have you back because we know that you're a star Wars fan. Um, and I hope that uh, the guy who played Finn, um, uh, damn it, uh, Boyega, John Boyega. Oh, yeah. You know, like I, I hope that he comes back. He did, he said he won't come back, but I hope that he does come back for the one with Ray in it, uh, because I think they they shortchanged him, uh, and he was a he was a huge Star Wars fan. So, um, I, I. I hope, I hope there is optimism here for yeah, uh, a new hope for, for fans to, to be better, be better. Yeah. <laughs> I, th I think there's always going to be issues that exist within the Star Wars fan community. But I, th I think um, right now there's a lot of good stuff coming out of Star Wars. And uh, yeah, I, I just think there's a really positive trajectory trajectory right now say what you will about the house of mouse and whether you approve or disapprove say what you will what 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 disney is doing the but, santas say um, what you will they're they're they're, <laughs> they're bringing some pretty good tent 
they're slinging some pretty good content right now. Um, and <laughs> yeah, I said it. <laughs> so uh, anyway, right. that's right. that's our wrap up on cue. celebration. Um, yeah, if if you if you kept up with the news, if there's anything that we didn't cover that you uh, found interesting or or think we should talk about later on, hit us up. Let us know. Um, we will probably keep this conversation going a little bit longer, uh, over in the episode post show over on Twitch. If you want to be part of that, make sure that you are following us on Twitch so that you know when we go live, so you never miss an episode, or you could always become a patron at patreon.com slash apathetic enthusiasm and catch video versions of the post show right over there. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Thanks for being a part of this. Look at that. We had two topics. We stuck to the two topics. <laughs> we did. <laughs> who'd, who'd have thought not me, not me. uh anyway uh thank you so much for listening and until next time i'm travis and i am brandon thank you all follow us on twitter barnyard cruise jugamino at apathusiast follow, follow him he does so much stuff so much content like <laughs> that tent Stupid. Very stupid. Yeah. <laughs> it's not stupid. No, I I I said